Hey friend, before we get to the episode, I have a free gift for you today. Do you want to start a podcast, but maybe you feel like it's probably too expensive, it's too confusing, and too time-consuming? Well, you need my podcast equipment guide. It's the five things I could not record my podcast without, and they all cost less than $100. I'll talk to you with direct links of what to buy about the physical podcast equipment, podcasting softwares, hosting, and more, all in this free guide. It's everything you need to feel ready to start a podcast today. So go get it at elizabethmccravey.com slash record. Now, here's the episode. Hey, you guys. So on last week's episode, we talked about copywriting for your sales pages. Today, we are talking about the design. I believe design and copy work together to sell your course, your membership, your group program, whatever it is you're selling with your sales page. You need both to be good and strategically done. And I really believe that when it comes to the design, you need design that lets the copy do the talking. So in today's episode, I'm covering some common design mistakes I see on sales pages that you need to avoid at all costs, because seriously, these mistakes could be costing you money with your launch. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Elizabeth McCravey and you're listening to the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. Each week, I'll bring you workshop style trainings that teach you how to stand out online, design success from the inside out and create a breakthrough business. It's time to turn viewers into raving fans and design the business and life of your dreams. I'm so excited you're here. Hey, you guys, I'm excited to be chatting design mistakes with you today. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth McCravey. I'm a website designer and business strategist who also really loves sales pages. So that's what we're focusing on today, as we also did last week. So I'm just going to dive right in because we've got eight big design mistakes that we're going to go through. And all of these when you're making this mistake could be costing you money. So we really want to avoid these. So the first big design mistake, call to action buttons that all look different. So let me explain what I mean by that. So ideally, on your website, you want matching call to action buttons throughout the whole website. So talking just from a website design perspective, I like all the call to action buttons to look the same design wise. But this is especially true on your sales page. So this means that the background section and the copywriting, so the words on the button, they might look different on different pieces of the page. And I actually recommend that. But the button color is the same, the button shape is the same, and the font is the same, like the font typography, all that. And again, the words can change. And I actually recommend the words changing, like the copy changing on the buttons. Uh, depending on where it is on the page, you might want to say something like, let's do this. I'm ready to enroll. Sign me up. Those are some common things you could see on a button that can change throughout the site. But the buttons themselves should still look uniform. So consistency helps people know when to click. That's the reason this matters so much. And it's crazy. And watch yourself do this next time you land on a sales page, because we all do it. But as soon as people land on your sales page, 
they are establishing where things are and what's what. So having consistent buttons helps with cohesion and like shows people like what to do. It guides them to something. And like I said in the intro, we want the pages focus to be on the copywriting itself. And when you have crazy buttons where one's pink, one's yellow, one's black, um, and then all these different fonts and like, um, you know, one has rounded corners, one doesn't, all of that, it just like kind of creates clutter on the site. And we want the copywriting to lead, not the design. And so this is really going to help with that. So that's the first mistake, having call to action buttons that all look different. The second big mistake you want to avoid the text being too small and in a light, difficult to read color. So this is really a common mistake for all websites. I'm trying to focus more on this episode on sales page mis- specific mistakes. I could do a whole episode with probably like 50 mistakes on like a website in general, but we're trying to focus sales pages here, but this applies to everything, but especially on sales pages, because again, the copy is so important here. So we want people to be able to read it. Um, It matters so much. It has to work with the design because you need both. And I also want to, let me back up real fast in case you don't know what I mean by copy or copywriting. That is the words on the website. I know that can be confusing to some people and you're like, wait, copy and paste. It's like, no, um, it's copywriting. So that's what I mean if I say copy. I mean the words on the page. So yeah, you can't have the text too small and in a difficult to read color. So make sure your text is close to black in color. It's okay that's not actually black. I actually, as a designer, rarely use black on websites. I like to use colors that are like slightly off color to black. Maybe they're more blue in tint or more brown or like more gray in tint, but they're still really close to black until like the naked eye will look like black. So you don't need to be using like a super light gray or super light blue or something like that or super thin fonts. Um, that is the worst when you're looking at a font. It's so thin and that you can't even read it or so small you can't read it. So it needs to look like black at a glance and it's not time for tiny copy in your sales page. So make the words normal size, not too small, not too giant either. And uh, my sales page kit templates, you guys, it's going to help you with this. So I mentioned this last week, but April 7th, 2020, I'll be launching what I'm calling sales page kit templates, which is basically um, a sales page plus other pages for your website that you need to sell something like an online course or a membership site. Uh, And I'm also offering copywriting help in the form of a course to help you uh, get your copy in line too. So you get the design and the copy. So excited about this April 7th. Um, But yeah, my sales page kits will help you with this because all the fonts are going to be legible completely, um, as in not too thin, not too big, not too small, um, just the right size. And if you want an example of like what I mean by good font choices, whenever these launch, just go look at them. Same with the mistake number one the sales page kits, you'll see all the buttons are the same throughout. And again, they might say different things, but they all look the same. They're all uniform. So, okay. Anyway, that was mistake number two, the text being too small, um, too skinny, too light, all of that kind of stuff. Okay. Mistake number three, such a big one, you guys, buttons that encourage users to leave the page. So, 
on your sales page. You do not want to link to outside pages or use pop-ups on the sales page. And I want to say real fast right here, when I'm talking about sales pages with this specifically, this is so different from a shop. So as an example, I have a template shop and I'm linking to things like going back to view other products, similar things you might like, a link to a resources page that explains how things work, um, things like that. That's different. I'm not like I'm trying to give people other resources and other like templates they can shop. But for your online course, when you're selling like one course, or even if you have multiple courses, when someone lands on that course sales page, their only options should be to buy the course with a couple exceptions. So I want to say that though, of like, in case you're worried and you're like, but on my shop page, I link back to the home page and I have a pop up with a coupon. That's different. I'm not talking about shops. I'm talking about courses, membership sites, things of that nature. Okay, so on, again, like a course sales page, the exception to this of having buttons that encourage users to leave the page, the one exception would be a terms and conditions page in the footer of your website um, or linking to it where you mention your satisfaction or money back guarantee like we talked about last week. So you want to link to the terms and conditions or policy page. And then another one, maybe, I'm hesitant about even saying this, but you could put a homepage link. It really just depends on the structure of your website. Um, Again, like if you're a shop, you're obviously going to want to link back to the homepage or back to the shop homepage. But generally speaking, if you're selling an online course and that's your main offer, then you don't need a link to other stuff. Um, So having a menu or no menu is a little trickier though. That's something that's more of a case by case. But regardless, you guys, the sales page is not a time to link to like your recent blog post, your about page or a freebie or to pop up with something like you want to keep them focused on taking one specific action, which is to buy whatever the thing you're offering is. So make all the buttons go to the same thing. And you basically your sales page should be a one action type of page. And on that same note, you guys, when we think about the sales page, it's okay for this page to be really long. And I think the reason sometimes that people could want to link to other stuff is because they're like, well, I don't want to like put the FAQ on this page because it's long. So let me just link out to an FAQ page, things like that. But I want you to think of your sales page as if it were a literal letter that you like mailed someone. It actually in the old days, the concept of a sales page was actually called a sales letter. Um, that's where it comes from of like writing to someone telling them about an offer. And so in that situation, you're not clicking them off or giving them another sheet of paper to read. Technically, you would be because it'd be multiple pages they are flipping through, but not some random thing in another envelope. You know, it's all on one thing for a better user experience. Okay, so that's the third one. Mistake buttons that encourage users to leave the page. All right, the fourth big mistake, having a bunch of things you have to click through in order to read all of the copy. So this relates really well to what I just said in number three. Um, Okay, you guys know I use Show It. I love Show It. Uh, The sales page kits that are launching soon are built with Show It and all of my regular templates are as well. And in Show It, something cool that you can do, those of you who are Show It users are gonna be like, yeah, Elizabeth, I know exactly what you're talking about, but if you don't, I'll explain. We have something called 
canvas views. And this is where a couple different views can be in one section and users can click a button to see the next thing. And this is great on your main website for things like testimonials that maybe have a slide, like they go through automatically, like circulating testimonials, or you have to click to like see the next thing. It can also be great for portfolio items where we see different things like swiping through. Um, it, it has great functions. You'll see them on my main templates, like this feature of like using what's called canvas views. And again, if you if that's like confusing to you, don't be um, with your template. There's a video on what canvas views are. But anyway, that's not something you want on your sales page, even though it works well on other pages of the site. So your sales page, for the most part, like I already said, it needs to be readable hands free. Like like someone needs to be able to just like scroll and that's all they have to do in order to consume the content. So again, thinking of it like a letter, there's not stuff they have to go like open another envelope and things like that. And it's like I said, it's okay for it to be really long. People get hung up sometimes on like it not being too long. So they want to link out to other stuff. Or if they're not linking out to other stuff, they're like using the FAQ section as an example. Again, if your FAQ is in a click through slider and let's say you have eight FAQ questions and then the person looking, their big question is the seventh question, but they're not clicking through all eight of these views. So they never read it where instead you could display the questions like two to a column um, side by side. And then it's not even that much space on the page or just display them all like long form. And again, because the page can be long, but um, the point is it just doesn't need to be a lot of clicking. So show it users on your sales pages, avoid using too many canvases that have to be clicked through. It's okay to have a couple. You'll actually see that a little bit in my sales page kit. So go look to see an example of what I'm saying is okay, but you don't want this to be the whole page and it's okay for the page to be long. Don't be like, it's too long. I'm freaking out. It's okay for it to be long. When you're selling something that's expensive, it makes sense for it to be longer. Okay. Mistake number five for the design. Okay, it's really busy. That's mistake number five. So again, like I said, your sales page can be long, it can be lengthy, but not busy. So don't hear me saying when I say busy that the page has to be short. Those are different things. And typically, the higher the investment your offer is, the more sections the page will have on it, making it longer. There's more things to read about it. You don't want to make your page long for the sake of being long um, or busy for the sake of having content on there. So like, again, thinking about the sales page templates I'm selling, um, if there's a section that you guys are like, I don't need that, you delete it and you don't use it. Um, or if there's a section that you need that's not there, you start with another section as your base and build out that section or use the bonus sections that come with it that you can add in as well. So anyway, though, busy is different than long and busy is bad. And like I've said in the intro, your sales page is the place to let the copywriting shine not the design, which again, I'm a designer. So you might be like, what Elizabeth, you're saying the copy should shine. Yes, I'm saying the copywriting should shine. So I actually prefer very minimal design on sales pages. And minimal does not mean boring. Trust me, when you see these websites, you're going to be like, that's so exciting. I love this. It's not boring at all. 
And you'll see in the sales page kits, they're minimal in the look and they're made to let the powerful copy shine through. Even like the filler copy on these, you guys, like shines through because the design's letting it do that. So this is not a time to put things that don't need to be there on the site, to make things cluttered, to add a bunch of extra little elements just because you want to be minimal and you want to write really good copy that stands out within really good design. All right, so I've done five mistakes so far. I'm going to recap them real quick just so we're keeping on track. So the first mistake, call to action buttons that all look different. Second mistake, text being too small, too light in color, just difficult to read overall. Mistake number three, buttons that encourage users to leave the page. And mistake number four, having a bunch of things you have to click through to read all the copy. And then mistake number five that I just went over is that it's really busy. Okay, so we have three more mistakes. So mistake number six, it's the same layout the whole time. So what I mean by this is that when you don't switch up the layout of these different sections within your sales page, it is gonna not be as good of an experience. I'm gonna explain that, but I mean like, you know, you have a section, let's say, where you're hitting objections. Then you have another section where you're telling about yourself as the course creator. Then you have another section where you're telling what's in all the modules. All of those sections need to look different. Same design-wise, like same colors, same fonts, things like that, but they need to switch up the layout. So an interesting thing about how our mind's processing, like the psychology of being on a sales page, our mind sees a section that's the exact same as the section above it, and we want to skip it because we think we already know that. We already know it's going to say it generally looks the same. So if your sales page is a bunch of sections repeating that all look the same, like let's say a photo on the left, copy on the right, people are going to think they already have it and skip it, especially when we're talking about longer pages. So that's why you guys, when you look at these people who are making millions in online courses, you're going to see like even from like one section to the next, the main photo might switch sides, things like that. Like it lets your eye know where to go next. And typically their designs are all going to look different. And like I've already said, their copywriting is really going to be the thing leading the most. So last week, you heard me talk about how every single person, when they land on your sales page, they are a skimmer and you have to turn them into a reader. And the way you're going to do that, one of the ways I talked about was with great headlines. So be sure to go back and listen to that episode. But this is another way to do that, of turning them from a skimmer into a reader, because if everything looks the same, they really will skim it. And they'll see it as like, this is all the same stuff. I don't need to read it. But when it looks different visually, they say, oh, that's new. I should read that. So you need the layout to change and switch things up. Okay. Mistake number seven, I really don't even have that much to say about this one, but it is such a true mistake. The site not being mobile friendly. So people are probably reading your sales page on their phone. Maybe they're making the big purchase on a computer, but they might start the first time reading it on their iPhone, especially you guys, for those of you who are running ads to it, like you're running Facebook, Instagram ads, Google ads, things like that. People are likely swiping up on Instagram Instagram, let's say to view that ad um, on their phone, like not, you can, I don't even think you can do that on your um, desktop version of Instagram. So people are starting on their phone. And I actually do think for big ticket items, like if your course, let's say, is like a $2,000 program, people are probably making that final purchase decision um, from the sales page to the checkout page on a computer. 
just because that feels like a lot to do on a phone. But I think the the farther we get into this online business world, more people will do that comfortably from a phone. But I know for me, personal experience, again, like always look to your personal experiences for examples of how other people are interacting with your stuff. But for some of the bigger expensive courses I bought, I might have started by learning about it on a Facebook ad on my phone, but then when I ultimately bought, it was from my computer. But the point is the mobile site works. So don't just design for desktop. Make sure the mobile site looks incredible too. Make sure there's not overlapping text. Make sure the order of things makes sense. Make sure your photos aren't cropping to weird angles. Uh, And just make sure it's a good experience. So With these templates, you guys, you'll see, and I actually would highly recommend, like, look at them on mobile, too. I know they're not launched yet, but they will be really soon, April 7th. But go look at them on your phone, too, and you'll see what I mean. Like, it's going to feel even longer on a phone, like a sales page, but you'll see that's designed really strategically on the mobile side, too. So that's just a mistake, is not paying attention to the mobile side of your sales page design. All right, you guys, our final, final tip. Okay, this is a really important one. I probably should have put this one first because I think it's that important. So a huge mistake I see is sales pages that are just pretty and not strategic for conversion. So another way to phrase this is that I see other sales page themes and templates or just sales pages that are like people are selling their stuff with is it's like could be designed by a designer who really loves design, which of course you want, but then they don't really know much about copywriting. And in those cases, a sales page could look more like, hmm, like the design aspect could be like, hmm, that would look good there. Oh, let's try putting that over there. Or like, uh, why not? Let's just switch up those section orders, things like that. Like that can kind of be the mindset where you're just focusing on the design. And that is such a huge problem. So when you think about sales pages, you need them to be designed for the copy with purpose in each section of the page. So nothing is there without reason. And the it's strategic for conversions, not just meant to be pretty. And when I say conversions, I literally mean that the people looking at it convert into customers. They click to the checkout page, they put their credit card info in, and they buy. And what it takes for that to happen is the sales page being more than just pretty. People don't buy just because of a pretty sales page. So when you think about the sales page, again, they need to be designed for the copy with purpose in each section. And in my sales page kit templates, you're going to see this. Every section has a clear, distinct purpose to it. And in the training materials you get with your purchase, I even walk you through what the purpose of each individual section is. Um, There's like a literal like guide process thing you get that tells you like, here's basically what goes in this section. Here's some tips for it. And I'm also having a video to go with that. So anyway, you certainly don't have to use every section though. Again, like when you're selling like, a hundred dollar product, there might be less to say about it than like a $10,000 mastermind or a $3,000 course. There's just different things, but these are designed initially for offers that do need more explaining and need more content in them. But then if you don't need all that, you delete it and then you don't use it right now. And then um, next time you add a new course, like maybe you're starting with a starter course and then next year you come out with your signature course and they use the whole thing this time. Um, but the point is you guys, that pretty won't sell. It needs to be strategic too. It needs to be purposeful. Um, It doesn't just need to be like, oh, that would look cool here. Let's do that. Or like, oh, why don't we say that? You know, why not? It doesn't need to be thought about like that. It needs to be 
designed with copywriting in mind. And like I said last week, I know I keep referencing last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, you really should. But like I said last week, the money is in the marketing. The marketing on this page is the way you present the offer, which includes having good design and good copy. And uh, when I say the money's in the marketing, what I really mean is like, you can have the greatest course in the world for your industry, but if you can't market it well, if your sales page stinks, then people are not going to buy it. People have to understand what the offer means to them, what it does for them, what the benefit is, not just what it is. And having a great sales page with great copyright is going to help you communicate that, which ultimately means people are going to buy. Okay. So that's a little soapbox I have. So you guys though, those are the eight design mistakes you need to avoid on your course sales page. They are so important. Take them seriously. I could have shared more mistakes. I tried to keep this episode a little bit on the shorter side for you guys. Um, We might do a part two though, with even more design mistakes. And for those of you who are not making sales pages right now, just know everything I just shared also applies to other pages on your website for the most part. So you can really take this and run with it for websites in general. And remember, the sales page kit templates are coming soon, April 7th, 2020. They'll be live on my website. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to get on my mailing list. If you're not already, you can just choose any freebie on my website. And when you sign up for it, um, you'll be added. So just choose one that you're like, oh, that sounds good. And then you'll be added to the mailing list. But these sales pages, designs. I want to tell you a little bit about them. There are two of them to start. We'll add more um, as time goes on, but two really completely different styles, beautiful strategic sites. The main piece of them is the sales page, but then there are other pages that come with them for other things you'll need to sell your course, like a webinar page, um, a welcome page to welcome people to the course after they buy, uh, two lead magnet type pages that are both completely different and have very distinct purposes. And again, you guys, everything is so strategic, like even the lead magnet pages are strategic. So, um, and then there's also a terms and conditions page, things like that. And with your purchase, you'll also get access to my new course that goes with these templates called the compelling copy blueprint that will teach you about writing copy for the sales page. And you'll also get access to my other course called the show it blueprint that teaches you how to use show it. So you get both of those and, uh, the sales page, uh, template. So I'm giving you the design, also helping you with the copywriting so you get both. It's a total win-win. Again, stay tuned for that, April 7th, 2020. And I hope this episode helped you guys avoid um, design mistakes. If you have a friend who's like launching something soon, please share this with them. I want everyone to like have these in the back of their mind uh, when they're designing their sales pages. So you guys hope you enjoyed this. I'll be back next week on Tuesday with another new episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week, friend. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you about something. I would encourage you to check out my website template shop. Over on elizabethmccravey.com, you'll find show it website templates and they are easy to use, strategically designed and created to help you book more clients and customers. Maybe your current website is really boring. I don't know, maybe it is and maybe you don't want to hurt its feelings, but you know it's true. And your website needs to be strategically and intentionally designed 
in order for it to convert your viewers into raving customers. And that's what these website templates do on MShop. These are pre-made website templates built for the Show It platform where you can plug and play your content into the template with ease and then get started with a website that is made to actually make you money. Isn't that what we all want, right? So go shop the templates at elizabethmccravey.com slash shop. That link is also in the show notes. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate appreciate it if you left a rating and review for the show on Apple Podcasts or even just share it with a friend. It's a great way to support the show and then give us your feedback. So thanks so much for listening.